Let's get to it. Happy Friday on our first Calgary Flames game day of the year. Game one of the Young Stars Classic officially kicks off tonight from Penticton, BC. Your Calgary Flames prospects taking on the Vancouver Canucks prospects at 8.30 tonight right here on Sportsnet 9 at 60 The Fans. We have lines, we have pairings, we have starting goaltenders as we get set for our first look at Flames prospects in Calgary Flames colors tonight. A precursor to training camp starting in just a few weeks' time. And it really feels like the NHL season has officially begun with the Young Stars Classic getting underway tonight. We'll chat more about this up the tournament with Pat Steinberg. Our pal from Flames Talk, host of Flames Hockey. He's going to join us to kick off hour two with everything you need to know ahead of tonight's matchup against the Vancouver Canucks. So stick around for that. We'll get you the lines and pairings from Penticton. Morning skate a little bit uh, later on here this segment. We'll chat some Toronto Blue Jays. Another disappointing outcome. They are swept away in four games by the Texas Rangers. And now we'll have to fight their way back into an AL wild card spot if they want to make the postseason. We'll hear from John Schneider and Kevin Gosman a little bit later on. Thursday night football in the books last night. Eagles moved to 2-0 and with a victory over the Minnesota Vikings. CFL week kicks off tonight. And we'll check in with uh, Matt Marchese, fan checkdown host on the Sportsnet Radio Network a little bit later on to tee up an NFL Sunday for week number two. But we'll start with, of course, your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, your home of all things Calgary Flames. You'll have Flames hockey on your radios tonight for the first time in a long time. We'll be live from Penticton where the Calgary Flames prospects are set to take on the Vancouver Canucks prospects lines and pairings per one Pat Steinberg. You know, the season's back when Pat Steinberg is back out teeing up uh, lines and pairings from morning skate. How about this top line for the Calgary flames heading into tonight's game? Sam Honzik on the left wing, Rory Karen's centering with Matt Coronado on the right. Line two, Stromgren, Nikolaev, Bell, Siona, Lipinski, Klapka, Pierre, Pilling, and Duarte on your fourth line. Etienne Moran and Diote get the defensive assignment. Kuznetsov and Gurley, Galloway and Kote. Matt Radomski gets the start in goal for the Calgary Flames. And lots of attention will be paid to that top line of Hanzik, Karens, and Coronado, of course, we've talked lots about Matt Coronado and his opportunity to get off on the right foot in this tournament. He comes in not only as the top prospect probably for the Calgary Flames, but maybe the top prospect in this entire tournament. He's got a game of NHL experience under his belt. He needs to use this tournament as an opportunity to bounce, uh, to move this, uh, to take this into regular training camp. Uh, for the Calgary Flames after the Young Stars Classic and uh, move it towards getting a roster spot. There's clearly a path for him. There's an organizational need, but it's got to start today 
in this game against the Vancouver Canucks, he has to look like he's a step above the competition because, let's be frank, if he's playing in the NHL this year, he should be a step ahead of the kind of competition that he's going to see at this tournament. Excited to see Sam Honzik, obviously. First chance to see him in uh, game action, Calgary Flames colors. We know that he's going to be playing mostly center ice, it sounds like, for the Vancouver Giants if he goes back to junior this year. But he'll start off on the left wing tonight. Rory Karen's a guy that's really earned his opportunity here in the Flames system, worked his way up. Uh, there's a ton of interesting. Etienne Moran, a little disappointed. Would have liked to have seen Jeremy Poirier, but he's dealing with some injuries. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, Etienne Moran can bring on the back end. Again, all of this, 8.30 puck drop tonight. You can check out uh, Pat Steinberg on Twitter, at Fan960Steinberg, for all the lines and pairings if you missed them. Uh, 8.30 puck drop. You can listen right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan or watch the stream at calgaryflames.com. First of three games at the Young Stars Classic in Penticton for the Flames and the Canucks. We'll get more into this in Hour 2 when Pat joins us live from Penticton. Mentioned the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll hear from Kevin Gosman and John Schneider a little bit later on, but uh, another disappointing end to a key series for the Jays as they were swept away by the Rangers last night. 3-2, ground ball towards the hole on the right side. Lowe's got it, underhand feed to Hernandez, kicks the bag to retire Varsho in the side. But Blue Jays, for the first time in 30 years, are swept in a four-game series by the Texas Rangers here at the Dome. Texas uses the long ball early and takes advantage of an eighth inning that unraveled on the Blue Jays to score five late and make it a laugher and pick up a 9-2 win, completing a four-game series sweep. Not what you wanted to see from the Toronto Blue Jays after a 10-0 defeat in game three of the series. They fall last night 9-2. You heard Ben Wagner on the call on the Sportsnet Radio Network mentioning it there. They fell apart in the eighth inning. This one a laugher for the Jays. Kevin Gosman got to start. Didn't have the kind of night that he had hoped. He falls to 11-9 and nine on the season, but again, hard to put much blame on the pitching staff for the Toronto Blue Jays when they only muster two runs in the entire game. They did, however, get Matt Chapman back. That was one positive for the Jays, but it didn't lead to anything offensively for the group. Three at-bats, one walk for Matt Chapman, one strikeout. Saw a little bit of a different lineup with George Springer DHing and starting things off. Again, a walk, two strikeouts. Vladdy with a home run. That was good to see, but that was the only offense this team could muster. And here we are now heading into a series against the Boston Red Sox, which will be on your radio tonight in must-win territory for the Toronto Blue Jays. We've talked all season long about their struggles against the AL East. There is no choice but right now for it to change if you're Toronto. You absolutely have to find a way to turn this thing around in the last three, four series of the season. If you want any hope of getting there, they'll turn to Jose Barrios on the mound tonight. 10-10 and 10 on the season. 171 innings pitched. Good for a 3.63 ERA. Brian Bellow going for uh, the Red Sox, who, again... Fourth in the ALE, 74 and 73, fighting for the 
to stay off the bottom with the New York Yankees, who the Jays will also see over the next couple of weeks. Even though it's it's out of the picture for, for a Boston, for a New York, none of these teams are going to lay down for you. They're divisional opponents. They'd much rather see you miss the playoffs than get there. So it's not as though these are gimmies for the Toronto Blue Jays down the stretch, and they're going to need some sort of effort better than they saw against that series against in that series than they saw against Texas. And uh, again, it, it seemed like a pretty same old, same old message from John Schneider, a little bit more passion from Kevin Gosman, but we'll save some of that uh, for a little bit later on in the show. Move over to football. I mentioned it last night. We talked uh, towards the end of the show, previewing Thursday night football was the Eagles and the Vikings. Good NFC matchup on Thursday night football. Eagles looking to go to 2-0. and Vikings looking to avoid an 0-2 start. Third quarter, all Eagles as they separated away from Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Hurts is back. Hurts looks. Still looking. He is going deep for Smith, who has it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Devontae Smith, the bomb! Devontae Smith with a huge 62-yard Catch and run from Jalen Hurts in the third quarter. Helped the Eagles out to a 28-7 lead over the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings would push back a bit with a touchdown pass of their own. Wasn't enough, though, as uh, early touchdowns in the third quarter. Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown that Devonta Smith won as well. Helped seal the deal in this game. 34-28, to your final score. Uh, Jalen Hurts, of course in the focus for the Eagles again. Not a great night, 18 of 23, 193 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. He feels like the Eagles still have some work to do despite being 2-0. and We're a work in progress. What better, be, what, what better way to be a work in progress and sitting in two, two wins out the gate in 10 days or however many days it was. Um, so look, you know, we, we, we search for, we strive for progress, not perfection. On the other side, Minnesota, Cam's team, 0-2 on the year. Man. Womp, womp, womp. You picked a great team, Cam. <laughs> I mean, at least Justin nope. Jefferson is so good. That's, you can. He's so good. He's better than what the the history of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears? Yeah. Bears. Thank you. The Bears. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins. Uh, not, uh, Kirk Cousins was great last night. Kirk Cousins is not the problem. So what happened? Just couldn't keep up. Kirk Cousins not the problem. Thirty-one of forty-four, three hundred and sixty-four yards, and four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins did his part. It's just hard to stop the Eagles and T.J. Hawkinson, tight end for the Vikings. He had a couple of touchdowns last night. He knows that this team needs to turn it around quickly. Now that they are out of the gate, zero and two. The games are coming up, no matter if you're ready or not. You know, and so. Uh, we we have to take this time and use it diligently to to really hone in on what we got to hone in on, get these corrections fixed, and uh, move forward. Because, like I said, we have 15 left. That's uh, Thursday nighter. We'll get into more with Matt Marchese from Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, a little bit later on. Preview the Sunday upcoming slate of games as well, and look ahead to a doubleheader on Monday night: Saints Panthers. Browns and Steelers. So stay tuned for that. A quick reminder, we're live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. 
For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Cracked Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls with a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. CFL Week 15 kicks off tonight from Montreal. We got a double header of action today and tomorrow in the CFL. No Calgary Stampeders. They're on a bye week. Getting set to welcome in the Montreal Alouettes next Saturday. But tonight, the 10 and 1 Toronto Argonauts taking on the 6 and 6 Montreal Alouettes. Argos aiming to secure the division title if they, if they can pick up a victory tonight. And then in Saskatchewan, 6 and 6 Riders, 3 and 10 Elks. Argos and Owls go at 5 30, 7 30 kickoff from Saskatchewan for Edmonton and. Saskatchewan followed up Saturday with an afternoon matchup. Ticats and Bombers. Bombers at 10 and 3. Ticats at 5 and 7 right now. That's the first half of your doubleheader on Saturday. Then later on, we'll turn it to Ottawa, who is in BC to take on the Lions. Ottawa 3 and 9. BC 8 and 4. That one's scheduled for a 5 p.m. kickoff on Saturday night. On the other side, we have to dive more into it. The Toronto Blue Jays breaking hearts in all the wrong ways once again. You thought after a 10-0 defeat might have been the low of this series for the Jays. Didn't appear they learned much after a Game 3 loss to the Rangers. They fell again in Game 4. It's a four-game sweep for Texas in Toronto. The Boo Birds were back out. And it sure seems like a low point right now for the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll hear from manager John Schneider and starting pitcher Kevin Gosman next as we dissect another Blue Jays loss here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Jays open up a series tonight against the Boston Red Sox. 5.07 first pitch right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Also across the Sportsnet television network. Jose Barrios going for the Jays, who desperately need a win after falling last night to the Texas Rangers. 3-2, ground ball towards the hole on the right side. Lowe's got it, underhand feed to Hernandez, kicks the bag to retire Varsho in the side. The Blue Jays, for the first time in 30 years, are swept in a four-game series by the Texas Rangers here at the Dome. Texas uses the long ball early and takes advantage of an eighth inning that unraveled on the Blue Jays to score five late and make it a laugher and pick up a 9-2 win, completing a four-game series sweep. That's Ben Wagner on the Sportsnet Radio Network, and here is part of that eighth inning unraveling that he talked about. Two for 17 in his visit over these four games. And he cracks one on a line into left field. That's down for a base hit. Merrifield hustles over towards the chalk to cut it off before he gets to the corner. In to score is Duran. First to third, hustling is Carter on an RBI double for Marcus Simeon. Bases loaded. The 3-1. Line back up the middle, kicks off the mound, into center field, a base hit. Carter is in to score. Simeon comes in to score. Two runs are home on the base hit for Nathaniel Lowe. And the Rangers have opened it up again late. It's 7-2 Texas. The 3-1 outside. That's a bases loaded walk.
This is an eighth inning that is unraveling on the Blue Jays. Unravel it did. 9-2, your final score. Swept away in a key series that they absolutely needed to find a win in. And the Jays come up with simply one of their worst efforts of the season. They are now a game and a half back of the Seattle Mariners for the final wild card spot in the American League. And I was asking for some of this heading into yesterday's game. Some emotions, some frustration, somebody to step up and vocalize what so many fans are hearing and seeing right now from this Jays team. You heard the fans booing once again. That's the second straight game that's happened for the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, Kevin Gosman, who spoke to the media last night after picking up the loss as the starting pitcher for the Jays, uh, showed some emotion and talked about this team needing to get things right in a hurry uh, as he spoke to the media after the game. Yeah, I mean, I think um, obviously this this series we didn't play, you know, we played terrible, um, you know, really in all facets. Uh, our pitching staff gave up a lot of runs, and um, you know, we didn't score many runs, and so uh, that combination, you're not going to win against a good team, and so yeah, it was a rough series, obviously, and uh, you know, to get swept at home, uh, stuff, but you know, we got a good team coming in tomorrow, and. You know, we're still right there, which, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know exact numbers, but I know that we're really close still. So we just got to kind of keep plugging away and, um, yeah, tough, obviously, but, you know, um, try to play better. What's your sense of what morale or, you know, how the vibe is in the clubhouse over this last four games? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been the same, um, you know, we just played bad, uh, you know, I don't think, um, I think we came in with good energy and, um, you know, but today is completely on me, you know, to, to go out, give the lead away, obviously, and then Vladdy come up and kind of take the momentum back and then me to kind of give up two right away, uh, you know, is just unacceptable and. You know, that, that whole game after that is on me. And so, uh, you know, tough, obviously, in a big series. And, um, you know, you got to give them credit. Obviously, they came out, had a good game plan. And, um, yeah, it was tough. But, uh, you know, we still got to keep going. Kevin, being, being human and being a competitor, is it, is it difficult not to get demoralized after a series like this? Yeah, I mean, we're as pissed as anybody, obviously. Uh, you know, we we're mad so yeah I mean we're all competitors we don't like we don't like what happened in this series and um, we got a bad taste in our mouth but like I said we can't we can't do anything right now but keep going uh, we got a good team coming in a lot of good teams the rest of the way and so uh, you know we got to we got to play good baseball from here on out to to have a chance and so obviously this last four days we didn't okay, what's the what's the best way to channel that you know that anger you talked about the frustration into a positive way to the future games uh i don't I, yeah i don't know um you know try to bring the energy uh i think we do a good job of that um you know like i said i thought today you know vladdy kind of took took the took the lead for us and um 
you know, I gave it right back. And so uh, that's tough, but yeah, we got to use that going forward and, you know, uh, use whatever frustrations we have and try to take it out on the other teams. You know, I think right now we all understand what we have to do. Uh, you know, we have more talent than, you know, a lot of other teams, but, you know, that doesn't really mean anything. And so we got to we gotta put it all together these last, you know, 15, 16 games, however many it, it is. And, uh, you know, like I said, we have to play good ball to, to have a chance. And so, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think we'll talk am amongst ourselves, but, you know, we know what we, what we have to do. The position players are going out there to play another game tomorrow. You sound pretty upset about tonight. You've got four days to sit on it. How does, how does that work for you to, to put it in the background and be ready for New York? I mean, just be a, be a good teammate, be a cheerleader. You know, like I try to do every day, I'm not pitching. Uh, you know, be there for guys, watch the game. Um, you know, be engaged in these guys' careers and uh, invested in them every at bat. And, um, you know, I try to watch as much of the game as I can. And uh, while also, you know, getting ready for my next start, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, try to be there, there for these guys. Uh, I think I'm a good teammate. So, you know, try to kind of continue to the bat and, you know, just bring good energy and, uh yeah, I mean, obviously I'm rooting for everybody and, you know, I, I want us to score 30 rounds every game and, uh, you know, but that's unrealistic. But, you know, I'm definitely trying to rah-rah and, uh, you know, but, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Kevin Gossman of the Toronto Blue Jays following their loss to the Texas Rangers last night and nice to hear a Toronto Blue Jays player in my opinion saying it how it is they didn't play well last night defensively pitching wasn't good enough offensively they had the two run bomb from Vladdy that was it that's not enough to win games down the stretch it's not enough to win games against good opponents and you know it's it's good to hear from a guy like Kevin Gosman who uh is a leader has been one of the more consistent guys for the Jays this year Say it how it is. No one at this point of the year, 140-some games into the season, I think, has any misconceptions about what's going on. This team needs to pick up wins, and they're outside of a playoff spot right now. They've come off a four-game sweep that absolutely shouldn't have happened, especially at home. And the message from others has kind of been, as you'll hear from John Schneider once again, pretty stay-the-course, non-worried et cetera, et cetera. And I just, I don't know how many people are buying into that right now. Again, even if that's just a message outside the clubhouse to, to face the media with, I don't know how much good that, that message is doing for John Schneider, but you decide for yourself. Here's what John Schneider had to say. Manager of the Jays after his team got swept in four games to the Texas Rangers. John, what if anything needs to change in order for you guys to get back on track? We need to hit, we need to pitch better, uh, limit walks, and, um, you know, you take the lead in the first inning, and you got to continue to find a way to score runs. So, uh, not not a great series. That's not our best, that's not our best game by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, big games left, and you, and you get back at it tomorrow. 
how do you flush a series like this, um, knowing there's 15 games left to go? Uh, you have no other option. That's basically it. You know, it's uh, you see what you're made of. It's a big three-game series over the weekend against the Red Sox, and every series is going to be big from here on out. So um, there is no other option other than to move on. John, the Vlad Homer uh, seemed to give you guys some momentum there, something to build on. Uh, what went wrong in not building off of that, and uh, you know what could have gone differently to sort of maintain that early momentum there? Yeah, I mean, for one, they made Gauze work extremely hard um, up and down their entire lineup, one through nine, and um, you know they did damage like they've been doing all year. And I think you know we had traffic out against Ivaldi, and you know just didn't didn't get the hits that we needed to, but you know drove his pitch count up, and it would just just kind of stalled from there. So. After you do get off to a good start, you have to, you know, find a way to continue to, you know, add on one, two, or if you have a big inning, that's, you know, that's ideal. Um, tonight, just didn't do that. And then just wanted to check in on uh, Wit after that fall there. Yeah, he's okay. His um, his hamstring kind of cramped up a little bit. Um, he's he's fine. I know baseball isn't a raw raw sport, but did you address the guys tonight? Do you do that tomorrow prior to the game? And and kind of what's the message? Um, they know the message, didn't address them tonight. We spoke earlier as a group before today's game, and, um, you know, it's not um, – there's no need to be rah-rah. There's no need to, um, you know, flip a table. You know, the, these guys know exactly uh, what needs to be done. So it's, uh, it's just a matter of going out and doing it. John, you talked about flushing it, and that's obviously – um, something the players talk about as well, but I mean, at this point in the season and some of the things that you've had to endure, tough losses, can you describe maybe some of the mental challenges that t players may face in trying to flush and trying to overcome the, the hurdles that you're facing? Yeah, it's what you deal with every day in this game, you know, whether it's something you're going through personally, you know, if you're, if you're struggling at the plate or on the mound, you just, you have to deal with it. You know, this game will test you um, mentally, physically, everything. So, Guys deal with it every day. You know, that's, that's kind of how they're built. That's how they're wired. And uh, they have to just continue to do that. So it's, um, you know, there's, there's really no other option um, other than come here tomorrow and play your ass off. John, you're back in the AL East the rest of the way. How does the Rangers lineup compare to those lineups you're going to face down the stretch? Uh, similar, you know. Um, they're missing two of their best hitters, too, you know, over there the Rangers, but, um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good lineup. Corey Seager, probably the best hitter in baseball right now. And, um, you know, Marcus has been good for a number of years, and then you kind of add on after that. But I think looking forward to who we are going to face, um, those lineups are good too. So you have to continue to try to execute at a higher level, and uh, I think the biggest thing is just limiting the walks. John, you could certainly see it on the on the faces of the players how destructive the last couple of nights were. But how much does their confidence take a take a hit in a situation like this? Confidence? No, I mean the guys that <laughs> these guys are good. You know what I mean? We we had a shitty series. You know, so I think that what you're seeing in their face is a result of the result that was over the last four games. So. Um, again, these dudes are resilient. You know, these guys, they do this, they've been doing this for a long time. So I don't think confidence is a, is a, a thing um, that you have to worry about. You want to just, you know, move on to the next day. And these guys are really good at doing that. So, uh, yeah, bad four games. And, 
and got outplayed. And you have to try to, you know, fix it as soon as you can. John, uh, Trevor Richards has allowed 17 runs in his last nine and a third. How do you continue to bring him into games in, in game situations? I think he has 94 strikeouts in about 60 innings this year. Jays manager John Schneider, his team swept in four games by the Texas Rangers, now a game and a half back of the final AL wildcard spot currently held by the Seattle Mariners. They'll open up a set against the Boston Red Sox. Tonight, 5.07 first pitch right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan in the Sportsnet television network. Jays sit at 80 and 67. They take their 12 and 25 AL East record this season into these final series of the year. And it's really now or never for the Toronto Blue Jays. This series against Boston coming up, and then you know how the final series of the year look. You're at home against Boston. You'll then travel to New York to take on the Yankees. At Tampa Bay, and then at home against New York and Tampa Bay once again to finish off your season over the next two weeks. And this this is literally the, the time for the Toronto Blue Jays to... Look, it would have been time, it would have been nice two months ago to change the narrative, to change what this team has been all year long, but there's no choice now. One of the things that we've talked about uh, all year long, the record against American League East opponents has to change, or it's, if, it's a, if it's a sub-500 record, like it's been all year long against divisional opponents, it's done. It might be done now. We, we don't know how the rest of the teams are going to play. You've taken that control away from yourselves by losing this series to Texas, by getting swept by Texas. And you've now got to, you have no choice but to turn the page and change the narrative or your season's done. And look, I, I know a couple of weeks ago when me and, and PK, Peter Klein, were on the show together, we started having those early conversations of what does this team actually do if they don't make the playoffs? And we got a couple of texts. It's too early for that. It's way, it's way too early for that. And that was a couple of weeks ago. And now again, it's just a game and a half. They're, they're very capable of, of coming back in this, but I still wonder again, given their record against teams that are above 500, given their record that are, you know, is against good teams like you're going to see in the postseason, I don't know what my expectation would be for this group, even if they do slide into a wild card spot. And I have absolutely no idea. All I know is if this team doesn't get to the playoffs, there needs to be major ramifications in the lineup, in the front office, in the coaching offices, all of that needs to to change for the Toronto Blue Jays because this approach just hasn't been enough. The talent hasn't been good enough. The day-to-day hasn't been good enough. And uh, I heard Blake Murphy on, on, Blaze, on Blue Jays Talk Plus earlier today sort of going through it with Ben Nicholson-Smith. And yeah, I, I don't think you have a choice but to reevaluate almost every aspect of this team 
in a really serious fashion this offseason if you don't make the playoffs because this is such a fall back from where this team was going back to the spring and what the expectation was. And look, maybe part of it is, is the organization changing how they view themselves player turnover that happens every year with every team, but um, maybe it's something that, that needs to come to the forefront for this team. Clearly. I think uh, the managerial spot will be one that's looked at. We've talked about and I've answered texts about it on nine at nine, six, zero, nine, six, zero about, different members of the coaching staff, the hitting coaches, all that sort of stuff will be will be brought into question. I don't think you have a choice but to do that if a team that had legitimate World Series aspirations turns out to to miss the postseason. You have to you owe it to your fans, you owe it to to yourselves if you're the Toronto Blue Jays to look at how you've approached this thing and figure out what went wrong and change it as fast as you possibly can. If in two weeks time from now, we're talking about this team missing the postseason entirely. I hope I'm wrong, but I seriously um, have my doubts about where this team's going in the last couple weeks of the season. Again, five Oh seven first pitch last series against the uh, Boston Red Sox starts tonight with Jose Barrios on the mound. Listen to it right here on Sportsnet 960 part of a busy night. On the radio, we'll have Jays baseball and then Flames hockey from Penticton. So make sure you're tuned in all night long. Or if you want to watch the Jays and the Red Sox, you can do so on the Sportsnet television network as well. We'll take a break. Come back on the other side. Speaking of Flames hockey, we'll kick off the next segment going live from Penticton. Pat Steinberg, our own Patty, is in Penticton getting you set. For the Young Stars Classic, Flames Talk will be live from Penticton with Aaron Vickers a little bit later on today, but we're going to tee up the Young Stars Classic with Pat Steinberg in just a few moments, and then later on in hour two, we'll look ahead to week two of the NFL Sunday slate. Matt Marchese from the Fan Checkdown is going to join us, so lots to get to. Keep it locked. You're listening to Sportsnet Today. It's live on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.